1: You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurchchurch, or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message.
2: I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us. Do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things well. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody just put a shout in the atmosphere. Come on. Uh -uh, i need you to i need us to shift the room come on i need us to shift online i need you to put a shout in the atmosphere father we take authority over the atmosphere we take authority father over the stream we take authority right now in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 thank you jesus somebody shout i'm ready he's ready Let's go. So listen, today's message is going to look a little different at the bottom of the screen than, um, than you're accustomed to, but just flow with me today. Our series, as you know, is Takoon. Say tacoon. Tacoon, we've learned, it means to amend or to fix. And there's some things that you've got to fix in your present so that it does not negatively affect your future. You're not going to take bad credit in your future. You're not going to take bad relationships in your future. You're not going to take bad people in your future. You're not going to take bad mentalities in your future. Your future demands a better version of you than you've been. And I need you to hear me. What comes ahead of you, it may look similar to something you've been through, but it's not going to be a repeat. Why? Because you're going to be tacoon. You're Be fixed. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, say, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Wednesday, we learn how to fix your failures, and we learn. That there are four ways that dishonor can create and can cause failure. Here's what we looked at. Number one, the dishonor of preparation. And we looked at Luke chapter 14, 28 and talked about the importance of preparation. Whenever you do not prepare, you are arrogantly stating that you are good. And I need you to hear me. Preparation is essential for your future. You cannot just show up. You're going to have to show up ready. And I need some of y'all to learn how to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You're not just going to be able to show up and do it or, or, or do it at that moment. You're going to have to be prepared for it. I rebuke uh, watch me. Last minute planning. Let's talk. I rebuke you doing stuff uh, on on the edge of it like it can be done sloppily. You are not a sloppy type. Matter of fact, even in our church, I rebuke sloppy in any area in the name of Jesus. That's not who we are and that's show sure not my spirit. That's show sure not my attitude. I'm need you to open your mouth and say, I will prepare for my future. I need some of y'all to get more than one bank account open. Why? Stop saying you're going to be a millionaire. You only got one bank account that's insured up to $250,000. You're going to need at least four because you ain't going to have a million dollars. Watch me. uh, Just in assets, you're going to be liquid. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I will be prepared. I Stop talking about you waiting on a godly spouse, but you ain't prepared. I need you to get prepared. Stop talking about you waiting on godly friends, but you ain't prepared for them. I need you to get prepared. Stop talking about you waiting on a big opportunity, yet you are not prepared. Open your mouth and say, I will prepare. The second dishonor is the dishonor of principles. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, we learn where the Lord tells Joshua, Moses, his leader, has died, and he tells Moses, he says, Moses, here's what I need you to do. I need you to make sure that you are paying attention to everything that Moses taught you, and I need you to keep it coming out of your mouth. I need you to keep it on your mind. Check this out. Whatever's on your mind is what's going to come out of your mouth. This is why the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speak because heart in scripture nine times out of ten refers to your mind. Check it out, which means your mouth is a revealer of what's on your mind. Never let somebody tell you they didn't mean to say it. They just didn't mean for you to hear them say it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Watch me. You can only hide what's on your mind if you're quiet. Mm. But the moment you open your mouth, what's inside of you is going to come up out of you. And so the Bible says, I need you to keep this on your mouth. That's why when you hear a word, you got to keep that word coming out of your mouth. Like when we say things like every delay is to my benefit. You got to keep that on your mind. So when you get delayed, that's what comes out of your mouth. So that way, when you have a moment of frustration, that's all it is is a moment. Y'all ain't going to talk. I I need you to not have weeks of frustration. I need you to have a human moment, then I need you to get up and keep it moving. I need you to have a human moment. It's all right to have a human moment where you're like, God, what in the heaven, hell and earth is going on. But then I need you to keep it moving and make it happen. He told Joshua, keep it on your mind, it'll come out of your mouth. Keep it on your mind, it'll come out of your mouth. Keep it on your mind, it'll come out of your mouth. Keep it on your mind, it'll come out of your mouth. Keep it on your mind, it'll come out of your mouth. And I need you to change some of your thoughts about your future. Change some of your thoughts about your life. I did a pop-up live on Instagram last night. If you missed it, please do yourself a huge favor and go watch it. Because some of you, your whole life you said, God, why is this stuff is always harder for me? Why is it that other people are seemingly, uh, things are dropped and they lap, but everything I get I gotta fight for. It? I gotta fight for every inch of territory, fight for every breakthrough. Can I help you? Watch me. Your, pre- your present circumstances are simply a preview of your future conquest. And the only reason you're dealing with big stuff in your present is because it's a preview of what's coming in your future. Can I be honest with you? Since you were a little kid, you have never fought little kid battles because as far as God was concerned, you're bigger than that. Some of you, you never had the opportunity to be a little girl or a little boy. You've always dealt with battles that were bigger. And the reason you dealt with battles that were bigger is because God always saw you bigger than you saw yourself he never saw you as a little shepherd boy he saw you as a king come here David that's why what little boy is fighting bears and fighting lions a boy that's about to be king and I need somebody in here to hear that the reason your life has been harder than everybody else's is because your future is going to be better than everybody I'm about to preach my own self happy now. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say your future's big, it's 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 big, How do I know? Because my hell is big, my obstacles are big, and it ain't even that it's big stuff, it's a lot of little stuff that keeps adding up. But I'm here to tell somebody, oh, would you lay your hands on yourself so your future looks good. I need you to say it until you believe it. You ain't going to die like your family. You're not going to be cursed like your bloodline. You're not going to be in that same mess. Open up your mouth and say, my future looks good. So I need you to keep that on your mind so it comes out of your mouth. Keep that on your mind so it comes out of your mouth. Keep that on your mind so it comes out of your mouth. Keep that on your mind so it comes out of your mouth. God is not against you. He gave you battles to get you ready. For your next. Because some of you are about to go, watch me, you're about to go from working for it to running it. I need you people not to play with me at this 915. For, for some of you, your preparation, he kept you hidden for a while. And hid, keeping you hidden wasn't punishment. Keeping you hidden was preparation. He got your stuff together when nobody knew about you. So then that way, when the whole world is introduced to you, that way, when the whole world was introduced to you, you ain't worried about what your preparation is because your preparation's already been done. So when they see you, they're going to see you an overnight success. What they don't know is you've been preparing for years. I will throw this mic at one of you. I need you to open your mouth, say he's been getting me ready. I'm prepared, and I got principles. I'm prepared, and I got principles. I'm prepared, and I got principles. Here's the next one, the dishonor of a person. In Jeremiah 23, 4, the Bible says that God gives you shepherds. He gives you a pastor. I need you to hear me. He gives you a pastor. You don't have multiple pastors. He gives you a pastor. There is a voice that speaks into your life. There is a voice that gives you direction. For many of you, you eat at too many tables, which is why you're full and have indigestion. Let me see if I can say it another way, which is why, watch me, you have indigestion, because you're sitting up listening to everything except the one that's been assigned to you. Y'all ain't going to talk. This is Jeremiah 23, 4. Read your Bible. And the scripture says, I have given you shepherds after my own heart. I'm going to feed you with understanding. I taught you this on Wednesday. You won't have any lack. You won't have any dismay, which is is stress, and you won't have any fear. Say no fear. No fear. No No lack. No stress. If you have one of those three, you've dishonored the voice that God assigned you to. I need you, don't get quiet now. Say, I am not a person of dishonor. Uh-huh. And as your shepherd, I declare that there shall be no lack in your life. I declare there shall be no stress in your life. And I declare that there shall be no fear in your life. I'm here to tell you, God is with us. And if God be for us, who in the hell would there be against us? I'm not custom. Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna, which means uh, which means trash. I need you to say, and no weapon that's formed against us, shall be able to prosper. Come on and say it like you mean and say no fear. Say no stress and say no lack. Now, wait a minute. I know what some of you are saying. Some of you are saying, Bishop, but there's times where I deal with stress, and that's because, watch me, it's okay to have a human moment of stress, but then you have to use the principles that you were taught in order to realize that what you felt as stress is preparation for success. All of these things connect. See, it's uh, all right to have a moment. It's all right to have a moment. I had a moment uh, a few minutes ago, be honest with you. I had a moment and I slapped my desk. I said, doggy, why in the world is something so simple so hard? And then I said, wait a minute. (laughs) Come on. I said, wait a minute. I I said, let's make it happen and make it do what it do. You got to keep it moving. See, you can have a moment, but then I'm going to need you to realize that whatever I'm feeling is stress, which is pressure. Watch me. Because I'm a person of honor, I need to realize that this is a principle. And the principle is, is that this is a human moment, but then I need to take this and keep it moving. In other words, pressure is designed to get something good out of me. So I'll have my human moment, slap your desk, holler, scream, do whatever you got to do, and then realize something good is coming out of this. Why? Because I'm a person of preparation, I'm a person of principle, and I'm a person that honors who God has set over my life. Therefore, I shall not have unnecessary failure because I'm walking in what God has ordained. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say no stress, no lack. Uh Say no stress, say no lack, say no fear. Here's the fourth, thing that, the fourth thing that I gave you, the dishonor of proper priorities. When your priorities are out of order, your life will be out of order. Listen, life works like this. It is not about, about listen to me, balance. I need you all to stop teaching people something that doesn't exist. Balance does not exist in life, and stop trying to find it. This is why many of you are like, I just can't find balance. You can never find balance because balance can't be found. Can I prove it to you just using simple mathematics? We don't even have to go Bible, but I will in a moment. But let me prove it to you just using simple mathematics. Somebody say, go math, Bishop. Go math. Here it is. You spend a third of your life sleep. Yeah. 24 hours in a day, on average, eight hours. That's a third of your day. A third of your day sleep. You spend another third of your day, on average, working. Yeah. Which means the only part you actually get to influence is the remaining third. Half of that you're going to spend commuting. So watch me. So if you're trying to find balance in that, it's impossible. Instead, what you have to do is find priority. And priority says this. Priority says, I may not be able to spend as much time doing A as I'd like to, but what I'm gonna do is make sure that I make it a priority when I can do it. Which means, y'all ain't gonna talk to me, which means when I do get the ability to spend time, I'm gonna make sure I maximize the time. When I do get the ability to do ABC, I'm gonna make sure I maximize ABC. Because life is about priority, not balance, because you can never achieve something It's already out of balance to start. So in Haggai chapter 1, God's word translation says, this is the Lord speaking to him. He says, you planted a lot, but you harvested little. You eat and you're never full. You drink, but you're still thirsty. God is essentially saying, you're never satisfied. You wear clothing, but you never have enough to keep you warm. He's saying, you're never satisfied. He says, you spend money as fast as you earn it." Verse 7, this is what the Lord of armies says, carefully consider your ways. In other words, he says, you need to consider the way you're living, because the way you're living is the reason why you don't like the way you're living. And all of us can be honest, watch me, but there are some areas of your life where you are winning. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. Who in the building and who online can tell the truth? And there's some areas of your life where you are straight winning. And ain't nobody, ain't no explanation except God is doing it. Because you don't even follow the normal pattern of how they say you gotta get it done, yet he keeps getting... Somebody shout, I'm winning, huh? You're winning, but check this out, but there are other areas of your life where God is like, I need you to consider your ways. I need you to consider your ways. I need you to consider your ways. Notice, he didn't say consider your wife's ways, your husband's ways, uh, uh, your pastor's ways, uh, your, uh, your son's ways, your daughter's ways. He says, I need you to consider your ways. And then he says, I need you to carefully consider your ways. This is because you will overlook your areas of error and give yourself a grace that you need to bring correction to. You will say to yourself, it's no big deal. But after four or five, no big deals. It becomes a pattern. Let's go. (laughs) He says, carefully consider your ways. Verse 8, he says, go to the mountains, get lumber, and build the house. He's talking about his house. I will be pleased with it and honored. I will be honored, declares the Lord. God says, I need for you to... Make sure your priorities are right. Basically, in the book of Haggai, they were trying to do their thing. They were building their business, their family, their house. And God says, but you're not handling mine. You're not taking care of mine. He says, and so why is it that yours is better than mine? Okay, and we live in a culture, we live in a society that says, watch me, God, watch me, he's my friend. And can I tell you the error with that? Well, Bishop, doesn't the scripture say that? Mm -mm, Let me tell you what the word friend there in Greek means. It just means that he will reveal information to you. But the problem with you thinking he's your friend is that makes you think he's your equal. And you'll never, watch me, y'all ain't going to talk. And you will never honor somebody that you see being your equal. That's why you got to be careful. Don't make God too common. He is holy. He's up here. He ain't, y'all ain't going to say nothing and his ways are not our ways which means we've got to adjust to him he does not adjust to us Malcolm X said it like this if we'll get on God's side God will be on our side let's go He says, go to the mountains, get some lumber, build the house. Somebody say, I'm a builder, I'm a builder, I'm a builder, I'm a builder, I'm a builder. Come on, I'm a builder, I'm a builder, I'm a builder. I was sent here to build God's house. I was sent here to build God's mission. I was sent here to build God's church. And God says, and if you do that, I'm going to be pleased. Stop. He says, I'm not pleased with your out-of-order priorities. He said, I know that you feel good about it because some of those TV shows you watch makes you feel good about that. But I'm not happy with the fact that you put your stuff ahead of my stuff. Y'all ain't going to talk to me on this Sunday morning. He says, but I'll be pleased with it. Is there anybody in this building online where you want God to be pleased with your life? Listen, people clapping is nice, but I want God to clap. People saying good job is nice, but I want God to say good job. I want to stand in front of him, come on y'all, and I want him to tell me that no matter how hard it was, he'll say this is my beloved son and whom I am, wa-. is there anybody else besides me? I want him to say this is my son, this is my daughter, and I'm well pleased with him. Because people can clap for you all day long, but the same ones that clap for you on Sunday will crucify you on Monday. So I ain't even into that. What I'm into is I want him to say, son, you took a bad thing and you turned it into something amazing. You took something that was a mess and you turned it into something amazing. And I just need for those of us that know that God's going to be pleased with you to worship for five seconds. Go, five, go. Four, come on. Come on, you two, three. I want him to be pleased. I want Him to be pleased. I want Him to be pleased. I want Him to say, well done. 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 Come on. Well done. Say it. Well done. Say it. Well done. God says, then I will be pleased. Watch me. And I will be, here it is, honored. He says, you don't even honor me. You use me. This is what he says. This is what he's saying to his people. He says, I'm not pleased with your priorities being out of order, and I am not being honored by the way your priorities are right now. Say, Lord, I want to honor you. So here's what happens. What they did in their present, here it is, we're about to share. it changed their future. Because God tells them your priorities are out of order. And, and the only way that they were able to pay attention to that is that they had to carefully Consider their ways. Things are not just gonna fall into the right priority. Because when they've been out of order for so long, you're gonna have to, watch me, adjust some stuff to get it in order. Can I tell some of you, watch me, there's some areas where you're getting, uh, where you're a little uncomfortable. Can I tell you, perhaps that's telling you there's something in this area that's out of order. And rather than being mad about who checked you, you need to check yourself. Whether than being mad at who's saying something to you, you need to look at yourself. Whether than being angry about what did not happen the way you wanted it to, you need to check yourself. Say, what they did in their present. Come on, y'all, talk to me. Say, it changed their future. So look at verse 12. Then Zerubbabel, who was of the son of Sheltiel, the chief priest, Joshua, who was the son of Jehoshadak. This is not the Joshua you think of, a Joshua Moses, is another Joshua. And the faithful few, stop. Only a faithful few, please listen to me, are going to actually ever get their priorities right. Which means most people are going to live, watch me, lives where their priorities were never right. So sit this out. So they settled for God's good when he wanted to give them his best. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not settling. I'm not. Come on, 915. Listen, listen, if you never get your priorities right, then God says you are only going to get my good, but you're never going to qualify for my best. And I just think there's some of us that can say, listen, I want the best. Don't give me good. If there's three packages, don't give me the silver package. I'm going to need you to give me that platinum package. Y'all ain't talking. If it's it's ebony and, and, and ruby and diamond, give me the diamond. if i know there's options i want the best and i need you to be one of the faithful few that will say i want god's best where y'all at i just i want his best in my finances his best in my family his best in my future i want his best in every area of my life and how do you know you've got god's best when people look at you they don't even know you and can't stand you that when they look at you, they don't even know you and say, well, he think he all that. She think he all that. No, baby, I'm one of the faithful few. Therefore, I've qualified for God's best. It can under Open your mouth and holler his best. And the faithful few who returned from Babylon, watch me. They obeyed the Lord their God. They also obeyed the words of the prophet Haggai because the Lord their God had sent him, and because the people feared the Lord. So what did they do? They obeyed. So, so watch me. Their present had some disorder. And what was going on? He says, you, you don't have enough. You're not satisfied. He says, you make a lot of money, but it's a, it's a hole in that bag. Yeah. Do you remember what we just read? He, 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 said, he says, listen, He says, you eat, but you're never full. You drink, but you're still, th- you're never satisfied. You get what you want and then still want something else. Even in relationships, come on, y'all don't want to talk So I'm going to preach hard now. You get what you ask for, and when you get it, it still ain't enough. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. All of this is, going on in their present. All this is going on in their present. All of this is going on in their present. All of this is going on in their present. All of this is going on in their present. But what they did in their present changed their future. So the Bible says they obeyed the Lord their God. They obeyed the words of the prophet Haggai because the Lord God had sent him because the people feared the Lord. Look at verse 13. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, who had received the Lord's message, said to the people, here it is, I am with you, declares the Lord. They got their priorities in order and they started building God's thing. They started building God's house. They started building God's church. And that was their issue. But, but say, Lord, show me where my priorities are out of order. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. Come on, say, say it again. Say, Lord, reveal to me where I need to correct some things in my present because they're affecting my future. Here's what God says. God says, God says, no, he says I am with you. Check this out. In other words, here's what he was saying before. He said, I can't dwell... In this honor, in this atmosphere of dishonor, dishonor of preparation, dishonor of principles, dishonor of a person, dishonor of the proper priorities. I can't dwell in that. So watch me. So the whole time, please, if y'all don't shut off of this, listen. So the whole time, everything you've done up to this point has been with me visiting you. I'm going to do you like scorpion and send a little thing in my hand and snatch you over here. Uh-uh. God says, look at how good it was. And all I did was visit periodically. But when you get your stuff in order, I will be with you perpetually. Which means there won't be a moment I'm not with you. There won't be a moment I'm not fighting for you. Stop. I need to say it again. Because some of y'all missed it. Some of y'all missed it. He said, you got that with me visiting. You survived that with me visiting. You got that promotion with me visiting you. You got out of debt with me visiting you. He said, but if you will make some changes in your present, I'm going to be with you in your future which means when you step on the scene, God's gonna step on the scene. When you step in the boardroom, God's gonna step in the boardroom. When you step in the business room, God's gonna step in the business room. When you show up to the audition, God's gonna show up to the audition. And every place you go, God's gonna be right there. He's 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 gonna be right there. Be right there. I am with you. Stop. God yes, says... Says everything that happened up to this point was me visiting you. Well, Bishop, Bishop, what do you mean? I thought God's I'm not present. I'm not present. Everybody gets that, even those that are not saved. When He says I am with you, there's a Hebrew word kabod, means my my manifested presence is with you. And God says, God says, when there's dishonor in your life, I visit you during the feast. And I have to visit your house because your house is too messy for me to stay there. I know this is heavy for a, win, or for a Sunday, but we going in, but we going in, but we going in. But God says, but now that you're changing some stuff in your present, I've decided to change some things about your future and better than me giving you anything come on here i'm gonna give you someone and i'm gonna give you watch me not an angel i'm not gonna give you not not, not a warrior that can fight for you i'm gonna give you myself says the lord y'all ain't gonna say nothing and when god shows up everything that's with him comes with him which means i don't have to pray for a miracle why he right there I don't have to pray for a breakthrough. Why? He's right there. I don't have to pray for him to get my enemies. He's right there. Open up your mouth and say, he's right there. Can I prove this to you? Can I prove this to you? Can I prove this to you? If in your Bible, if you look at the New Testament, you will see when Jesus is manifested, The Anthropos, 100% God, 100% man. He's manifested. His presence is literally manifested, and he's walking with those, watch me, that are around him. He is what? With them. So Peter's mother-in-law, she's sick. Got it? The normal course of action, please pay close attention to me. The normal course of action is, Peter, go run your mama-in-law. You got to run her to the doctor. See what's wrong. And then once you see what's wrong, then y'all pray that she get healed. But Peter, I'm with you. So we're gonna skip the doctor visit. I will. Peter, we're gonna skip the normal process. You ain't even gotta pray to ask for it, cause I'm with you. Shut up, cause I'm with you. So Peter, what's going on? Your mama got trouble? Let's go on. Your mama not got trouble? What's going on? And the Bible says he heals her. Peter doesn't have to go through the normal process because God's presence stays with him. Y'all, 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 y'all missing the point. Because I need you to understand something. Because there's, there's a certain level, watch me, that, that somebody on your roads getting to, I hope it's you. Come on, online. there's a certain level. There's a certain spiritual level that somebody on your rose getting to. Watch me. Well, before they even think it, before they even ask for it, it's going to it's going to show up to them. And I need you to be, watch me. You I'm so proud that you've been growing spiritually. I'm so proud you've been maturing spiritually. I'm so proud you're not immature. I'm so proud you're not getting offended with stupid stuff because God says, I'm about to be with you in such a way that you don't have to ask for it. Before you think it, I'm going to, bam, there it go. I got scripture to back this up. 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 So Peter and them, they need some money to pay their taxes. And so Peter's like, where are we going to get the money to pay our taxes? Uh, He needed gold, which meant evidently he owed a lot in taxes. All right? Gold was the highest level of uh, 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 exchange and commerce back then like it is now. Got it? So watch me. Uh, He's trying to pay his taxes. Jesus says, go fishing. In other words, go do what you do. Watch me. And what you've been doing, because I haven't been with you, i only visited you what you've been doing it left you in a deficit but peter i'm with you now so he says go fishing and when you go fishing you're gonna catch a fish it's gonna be some gold in that fish's mouth he's gonna have a full grill shut up it's gonna be some gold in that fish's mouth all i gotta do is keep doing oh my god keep doing what i've been doing keep doing what i've been doing but when i do it this time he gonna be with me and since he gonna be with me It's going to be. Keep doing what I've been doing. But once once my life is in order, not perfect, but I just bring some order. Not perfect, but I just make sure that I honor preparation, I honor principles, I honor the person God set over me, and I honor proper priorities. Not perfect, but once I do that, he'll be with me. See, because normal, here's the normal process. Peter, you need some money to pay your taxes? R- go see if they'll do an offer and compromise for you. <laughs> Somebody that's ever owed those three letters in the nation of America. You know about that OIC. right? So, uh, tell them I ain't got it. <laughs> I, I said, you have to go to them, and you have to make a deal with them. Got it? And they have all these remedies to recoup it from you. Y'all are going to catch it in a minute. Peter, but we're going to skip all of that. Because I'm with you now. We ain't doing none of that. You a fisherman, go fish. You a hairdresser, go dress that hair. You a singer, go sing. You a preacher, go preach. You a real estate agent, go sell them houses. You 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 a barber, go cut that hair. You a doctor, go fix on some bodies. You a lawyer, go get in the courtroom. You got a daycare, go watch them kids. All you gotta do is do what you do. Watch me. And now, when you do what you do, there's gonna be a favor on it because he's right there. Old school saints, you say, call him up. I don't have to call him up. I look over. Woo. I need for y'all to just go wild for about three seconds. That your next twelve are gonna be your best twelve. Go three,
0: Woo. two,
2: one say and my next 12 will be my best 12 okay I can go more I can do more so there's a woman with an issue of blood she's had that issue of blood for 12 years she evidently was a, was a, was a woman that you know she, she was doing good for herself because the Bible says that she paid for physicians and she spent everything that she had and she wasn't made well not one doctor physicians, poor, which means she had enough money to see multiple people She's got this issue, I've talked to you this before, because she entered into some type of inappropriate sexual relationship. And according to Torah, one of the uh, curses as a result of that was that you had an unstoppable flow. So what she's dealing with, she brought on herself. Now, I'm not saying that to demonize. I'm just saying that to say she needed a miracle because in a moment of weakness, she laid down with the wrong one all ain't going to say that to me. And I need for some of you to hear me. Your past has had some weak moments. But they were getting you ready for your future strong moments. So she's got this issue. And with this issue, she hears reports. She begins to hear reports that there's this guy named Jesus. And people are getting close to him. And when they're getting close to him, they are touching the hem of his garment. The zitzitz. As a Torah, he wore the talit. Or excuse me, as a rabbi, he wore the talit. Uh, all around, meaning he was wrapped in prayer, he was covered in prayer, and the scripture says in Malachi, there's healing in his wings, well, the wings are what the name of the zizi on the Toledo. I've taught you this before, so she hears, come on, let's catch the principle, she hears, she hears, she hears, she hears. she's got it on her mind, she's got it on her mind, so it comes out of her mouth, she's got it on her mind, So it comes out of her mouth, watch me, and so here's what she begins to do, watch me, she says, watch me, I got to get prepared, How do you know that? Because she finds out where he is, and she gets there. See, some of y'all keep waiting on him to make a house call, and I need you to realize at the stage you're at, you got to find out where he at. Let's go. Then, watch me, she began to honor principles. What's the principle? The principle says there's healing in his wings, which means I need to stay focused on this word. I need to stay focused on this message because the message I heard is that people are touching his wings and they're getting healed. So she's, watch me, let's follow it, let's follow it. She's prepared, she's followed principles. Come on, these four Ps. And then she honors the person. She realizes that she can come to him as uh, uh, his equal because she realizes she needs something from him. Submission by its definition means get up under. Which means she didn't walk up to Jesus. Listen, I heard you've been healing. I'm going to need you to break me off one of them healings. Run down. Mm-mm. She said, listen, no, 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 no. I submitted to some ratchet people. So what, why is it robbery to submit to somebody that's changing my life? Why is it robbery to submit to somebody that's doing what God has ordained? You didn't done, done a whole lot of stuff for some ratchet, toe-down, broke-down people. Why? You? So... She honors the person. She honors the man of God. And then watch me. Proper priorities. She says to herself, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Uh So what does she do? I've taught you this. She got low. (laughs) Honor. Position and posture of honor. And she begins to work her way through a crowd because there's a bunch of people around Jesus. But because her priorities are right, she says, I don't have a right not to complete this because my priorities are in order. Let me, let me make this crystal clear so I'm going to slow it all the way down. Y'all with me? Your priorities are out of order when you think that your discomfort is a valid reason not to proceed. I don't want to do that. Out of order. I don't like doing that. Out of order. It's quiet in this church, but it's right. Now. You be silent on me all day long, but I promise you I'm going to get you to your next twelve. You can be quiet to me all day long but I promise you your next girl going to be your best. Cuz that would have been a valid time for her to say, "You know what? I'm not going to go see him today. I'm going to try to do it another day because that lines too long." It's too many people. It's it's too much. It's too, Watch me. It's too many steps to go through. So because it's too many steps to go through, I just ain't going to do it. But when your priorities are right, you say, "Listen, I don't care what it takes." See, proper priorities means I endure whatever process I have to endure. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. So what does she do? She gets low. She gets low with it. 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 And then the Bible says that she (coughs) she yanks. She gets, watch me. She she yanks. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. In other words, watch me. She started reaching. Because her previous, watch me, her previous 12 years. How long did she have the issue of blood? 12 years. Her previous 12 was so jacked up, she made a change in her present. And so what did she do? She reached for her next 12. Y'all are playing with me. I don't know why you're playing with me. Her previous 12 years were toe down, messed up. She felt less than. She felt sloppy. She felt like nobody wanted her. Nobody desired her. But she started reaching. And when she reached for her next 12, they became her best 12. What you do in your present sets you up for your future. Do, Do you see this now? So when she, watch me, watch the principle. So when he was with her, she, watch me, she never prayed to be healed uh uh-uh. uh-uh. I don't know why y'all are sitting there looking at me like this because see when I honor these four things <laughs> never once does he say Lord heal me never once does he say Lord touch me never once does he say healing is the children's bread never once does he say with your stripes I am healed because she's with him and he's with her all she had to do was reach out and touch Woo! And in your next 12, you're going to be so close to God. You ain't even going to have to ask for healing. You just going to reach over. You ain't going to have to ask for breakthrough. You just go. You'll wake up in the morning and, 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 and then check your email and say, oh, my God, everything I was thinking that I wanted to have happen, there it go. Every breakthrough I wanted, there it go. Everybody I wanted to reach out to me, there it go. I was thinking about calling that person, but now they called me. I was. She never once asked to be healed. Because he says, I am with you. But he didn't say that until they adjusted these four areas. Say principles, principles. Preparation, preparation, person, person. Proper, priorities. proper priorities. So here it is. So let's fix your future, because I need your next 12 to be what you've been saying. Yes. And then you said, "Well, Bishop, we're we gonna keep saying next 12 in May." Yes, because it's your next 12. It's a perpetual running cycle of best which means everything ahead of me is better than everything that's been. Which means, here it is, here it is, here it is. This is for somebody in the middle section. Watch me. Which means every time you're like, God, I don't know how you can do no better. He's like, oh baby, oh baby, I'm about to hook you When you're like, God, this is amazing. I didn't think you could do this. He says, You think that's something? Let me let me show you what I can do for you. Joker said it like this. Where did they get a load of me? And I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Because in your next twelve, the world's about to be introduced to the best version of you. He prepared you. You learn principles. You learn to honor the person over you, and your priorities are in the right order. So look. Uh in Jeremiah chapter 29, Judah, say Judah. Judah. Judah means praise, but Judah was also the name of the southern part of the kingdom. So let me give you a quick history lesson. Um, when David is king, Israel and Judah unite. Israel north, Judah south, they unite as one nation. So like the United Kingdom or United States, they're one. Say One. one. What happens when Solomon's sons take over, it's interesting because Solomon didn't want to die. But the reason he didn't want to die is because he said, my sons are going to take over and they're nothing like me. And that's important for some of you parents to understand is that, listen, once you've done everything you can do, it's on them. I need some of you parents to take the feeling of, of, of negativity or all that. I need you to take that off of you because here is Solomon, the wisest king, but his sons are the most unwise ever. It got quiet right there. For some of you leaders, I need you to take the responsibility of people doing right because you trained them. I need you to, that's not your fault if they don't. It's quiet right here. But some of you, you literally, you feel like you're not good enough because the people that you poured into never matched your pour. (laughs) And it's not that you're not good enough. It's just that you need to pour somewhere else. Let's go. Find another to pour into. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Find another to pour into. Cause somebody gonna receive it and do something with it. Got it? Solomon doesn't wanna die. So, now after, when his sons take over, the kingdom splits. North and south, they split. Israel and Judah. Say they split. Like northern states and southern states, they split, right? And and this whole thing going on. So in Jeremiah 29, Judah, right? You with me? Judah's present is about to be changed by the Babylonians. The Babylonians, it means confusion. Say confusion. That's what, at the Tower of Babel. This is where we get the term Babylonian. At the Tower of Babel, that's where God confused the languages of the people because they were all, the Bible says, of one mind and one language and nothing could be withheld from them. They said, we will build a temple to heaven and we will exalt ourselves. And God says, I don't have a problem with y'all building to get closer to me. I have a problem with you doing it to exalt yourself. Because God says, there's two things I don't share with a human being. That's vengeance and glory. God says, I'm not sharing my glory with you. So if I think you're going to try to take credit for this, I ain't doing nothing. But if I know you'll give me the glory, I'm going to do stuff to where you'll look around and say, and I'm not sharing vengeance. If I think you're going to clap back, then I'm going to let them keep winning until you give it to me. So here we are. So here we are. The Babylonians about to change everything. Jeremiah 29 and 1. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the remainder of the elders, and were carried away captive. He writes a letter to the leaders, to the priests, to the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Please pay close attention because this is about to get really good. You ready? Y'all ready? And I'm almost done. Y'all ready? Watch me. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. He is the one that carries the ch- uh, children of Judah in this particular instance. He carries them away into captivity. He takes them from where they were. And he puts them in Babylon. He displaces them from where they are. He puts them somewhere else. He takes them out of their own land and puts them in another land. He goes and he steals them from where they were, and he puts them in a place of confusion. And notice where they go. They go from Jerusalem to Babylon. Let's talk for a moment. What does that mean? They go from a place, watch me, of peace to a place of confusion. But here's what I need you to see. Watch me. Say Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Say it with me. Say Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Look on the screen. His name has an interesting meaning. Because how many, can be honest, you've got some confusing situations in your present. Check this out. I need you to know what Nebuchadnezzar's name means. Because if you don't know what his name means, you'll be rebuking what was sent to protect you. Nebuchadnezzar means protect my child. I'm going to talk to y'all because these people over here ain't said that. In other words, even what's creating confusion for me in my present, God says I'm using that to protect you. I'm going to talk to you people because this middle section, they said that to me. Even the thing that's causing you confusion now, you don't see it now, but after a while, you're going to see I was covering you. I I was protecting you. It was confusing. You didn't understand it. It didn't make sense, but I was protecting you. Open your mouth and say, he's protecting me. So look. So look. So from Jump Street... We realize this ain't the devil. Because I sent a confusing situation to protect you. Come on here, y'all. I sent stuff that had you up in the middle of the night and you thought it was punishment. It was protection. You sitting here saying my next 12 or my best 12, you're seeing stuff that looks like your worst. You're seeing stuff that's challenging you. It seems like you have one great week then to have a week followed by pure D hell. Who am I? Seems like you have one great day to have another day where everybody's uh, uh, acting crazy, which you're acting funky, which is this, that, and the other. But I need you to know I sit never to protect you. Somebody shout, it's protection. All y'all did was say aloud. I said, shout it. Shout it's protection. <laughs> and the problem with being protected is that you don't know what you're being protected from. Come, come, real fast. Come on, real fast. I got, I got a minute to finish. That ain't happening. All right, all right. Actually, no, you come here. Come on. All right, I'm going to trade you out. All right. Now, I just need you to put your hands up in front of him and get, get up on him. All right. All right, put your, put your hands up in front of him so he can't see. Past. Actually, I need a little, a, a lesser. I need, it. come here, babe. Come here, sweetheart. Come here. God gonna use you today. Right here. There you go. Okay, good. All right, now, okay. All right, you get it. Everybody safe? You got your mask on? Everybody safe? <laughs> Everybody good. All right, you ready? All right, so I need to just walk a little. He gonna, get a, he gonna get a little close, and he's gonna put his arms up. Okay, all right, now tell me something, sweetheart. Can you see what's behind him? You can't. You can't. So So you don't know so while you're feeling like you've been picked on and god ain't with you and god ain't doing you right you don't know that there's somebody back there with a knife you don't know that there's somebody back there trying to hurt you you don't know that there's a bad relationship that was going to ruin your next 10 years so i said nebuchadnezzar to protect you it confused you but it protected you it confused you but it protected
0: Shout, it protected me.
2: Thank you. So, while you're saying, God, why haven't I moved yet? God said, I'm protecting you, I'm protecting you, I'm protecting you. God, why hasn't the deal closed yet? I'm protecting you, I'm protecting you. There's something over there you don't even know it's trying to take you out. While you're trying to figure out, God, when my doctor's report is going to change, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you because there was something they didn't find. There was something they didn't diagnose, and I got to make sure they get that and that. And so I'm protecting you. The report ain't changed yet, and it's confusing you, but it's protecting you. It's confusing you, but it's protecting you. It's confusing you, but it's... Thus says the Lord of hosts... The God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I've caused to be carried away from Jerusalem and Babylon. Who calls them? God did. Say, God did it. God says, I ordered you into the protection program. And the name of that protection program is called confusion. You're Part of the reason they're there, and not part of the reason they're there, because those four things, they were out of order. Their priorities were out of order. They didn't honor Jeremiah, they gave Jeremiah hell. They didn't honor the man of God. Their their principles, they didn't honor the word. They wanted false prophets to tell them stuff that wasn't true. They wanted false prophets to tell them everything's going to be fine but you don't have to change nothing. Got it? And they they wouldn't prepare. They they wouldn't. So God says, I have ordered you (laughs) in your present, I have ordered you into the w- come on YouTube. I need y'all sharing this. I have ordered you, I have ordered you, I have, I have ordered you into the protection program. And it's gonna be confusing. Watch me. I'm taking you from peace to confusion because you went from Jerusalem, which means shalom, to Babylon, which means confusion. And what was specifically was confused the language. Watch me. I don't even know how to talk about what I'm in. I don't even know how to articulate this. And I don't want to speak negative, so I don't say it. But the truth is, is that I want to say something. And so every now and then, what are real people like? Every now and then, I have a moment where I'm just like, what's going on? Even though I know God is for me, I start breaking down and crying. Who am I talking to? Even though I know God is for me, I have to go to the bathroom and say, what's going on? What is happening? I, I don't have words to articulate the level of confusion that I'm in. Yes, J.K., I never will But watch me. I, I may not finish this message, 950. If I get past this, it's going to be a miracle from God. You ready? But the root, oh, my God. But the root of Babylon is a root Hebrew word. It means to mix oil and flour for an offering into every particle of flour is anointed with oil. Uh-uh. 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 Stop. Look on the screen. Look on the screen. The root of Babylon. Say the root. In Hebrew, the language of God. See it's confusing to you. But it's necessary to him. It means to mix oil And flower for an offering, which means God says your life is about to be a living sacrifice. You're not just going to sow money, you're going to sow you. Because if you only sow money, you only get money. But if you sow you, everything that you are, you get. Since you're loyal, loyal people on the way. Since you're excellent, excellent people on the way. Since you're consistent, consistent people on the way. Since you're a giver, givers are on the way. Whatever you are, when you sow you, you get you back. That's why he made you better, because he didn't need you sowing no ratchet you. Because you would have reaped a ratchet. Look at me. For an offering, until every particle of oil a flower is anointed with oil is anointed with oil okay uh-uh. I, y'all are making this more hard than it should be god says i ordered you to babylon confusion you can't even talk about it and it even that's why sometimes when you're talking you don't even make sense because one time you're talking about it's just amazing how good God is and then when you try to talk about your confusion stuff, you're like, but I shouldn't even say that because the truth is is he made up for it over here, but, I, but it doesn't take away the fact that I'm confused about this. Like, watch me. How can I pray for other people to get their stuff in my... Okay. How can I encourage other people? Who am I talking to? How can I encourage other people at their stuff, but it seems like when I... God says, I ordered you to Babylon because you the flower. Flower reminds me of how we originally were in Genesis, and we were dust, and he breathed into dust. Watch me, God says, you're the flower. I'm going to mix you with some oil until every particle of you is covered by that oil. Okay, y'all are making this harder than it has to be. In other words, God says, I have got you, I have got you, and I had ears like that on purpose. Watch me, I had ears like that on purpose so that whatever different you pay attention to. Y'all see how everything else is all caps, but the I on the E is, is lowercase? Because whatever is different, you pay attention to. For some of my editors in the room, you were like, nah, I need to send them an email. It was like that on purpose, because you're finally about to see your difference. God says, I got some oil in your confusion. And while, you, while it's confusing you, Watch me. Let me give you another word for confusing. Crushing. How do you get oil? You crush the olive. God says, I sent you to Babylon to let it crush you so it would get the oil. And your oil and you are mixing together, which means every part of you is going to be anointed. Watch me. Even your mistakes are about to be anointed. Even your dumb decisions are about to be anointed. Even. Oh, my God. Say, he's anointing every part of me, from the head to my feet, every part of me, every area of my life. Say, he's anointing me. See, this is why everything you do, it looks easier. You ever tried to uh, fix something, um, but, um, you know, uh, where's uh, my fix, my I got a fixer in the room, and, um, and, and sometimes there's stuff that I would look at, and I'd say, well, just do this. He said, oh, no, Bishop, no, all we need to do is just grease it up. You've already missed the point. He said, Bishop, it's making all this noise because ain't no oil on it. It ain't shutting right because there's no oil on it. It's malfunctioning because there's no oil on it. God says, I'm fixing you in your present so there's oil in your future. You ain't gonna make noise about stupid stuff in your future. You ain't gonna make noise about who walks away from you in your future. I'm anointing you. Somebody say, I'm oily now. Your business is oily. Your family is oily. Your money is oily. Everything, of what does that mean? The anointing of God. What is his anointing? His grace. What is anointing? When he adds his super to your natural. You do stuff supernaturally. You're going to raise your kids supernaturally. You're going to raise up some world changes and some history. And let's be honest, God's been giving you oil to do it anyhow. Because even though you had more, mu- uh, more bills than money, God made sure that your money never lacked. Shout, I'm anointed. I said, shout it. You people got to obey what I say. Open your mouth and shout, I'm anointed. Point to somebody say, you anointed. Somebody say, we anointed. Say, and our next 12. They look really oily. It ain't going to be as hard. It ain't going to be that difficult. It ain't going to keep you up in the middle of the night. You ain't going to be crying about it. You ain't going to have to slam your desk about it. Listen. Watch. Watch verse 5. Let's see. I got to finish. Can I? All right. right, Let's see. I get as far as I can. (laughs) Build houses. Dwell in them. Plant gardens. And eat their fruit. In In other words, watch. He gives them four instructions. He says, while you're in the midst of confusion... I need you to build, I need you to dwell, I need you to plant, and I need you to eat. In other words, God says, I need you to take your life off a pause, Because you keep putting living into some date where something happens. As soon as this happens, I'm going to do this. As soon as this happens, I'm going to enjoy life. As soon as this happens, I'm going out to eat. Go out today. Eat good today. Keep your kitchen clean. Listen. Just trying to tell you the Bible. Bible says clean hands. Can't have clean hands if you're cooking. Listen. (laughs) I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Watch me. Watch me. Say build. Build, Dwell. dwell, Plant. plant, Eat. eat. He says in the midst of confusion, in the midst of what's getting you oily, I need you to stop saying I'm going to win. Do it now. Do everything you can where you're at to get you ready for where you're headed. I will. Stop talking about it. As soon as I get a relationship, I'm going to get in the gym. Boo. Get in the gym now. Not for no relationship. Do it for you. I'm going to get out of debt. As soon as I get married, you better get married with no debt. That makes your value go up. You can demand a higher price when you ain't got no debt. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And for some of you, God's been letting your value increase. So you stop settling for suckers and settling for suckets. Female suckers. I feel like preaching today. Shouldn't have started nothing with me. I feel like seeing somebody see their next trail. Be their best trail. He said, Bill. So I said, I'm building. He said, start working on it now. Start working on it now. He said, in the midst of confusion, work on it now. I never knew when I was a, when I was a teenager, when I was a kid, I would start writing plans for stuff that I'm doing today. <laughs> I wrote my first message ever. It was a New Year's Eve service. We'd come, come home from New Year's Eve, and I got in a car accident because I go to church on New Year's Eve. I've done that since I've, I've been of age. And I always would go to church. And so it was snowing one day. And, and, uh, and it looked fine to me, but it was a little icy. <laughs> so I'm going, getting in an accident, get in an accident, hit in, in an accident. All I did was hit the curb. Car spun several times. I hit the curb. And here's what was crazy to me. Say, so what was crazy, Bishop? Was crazy? All I did was hit the curb. Watch me. And there was a bus stop, you know, a little L-shaped bus stop. You sit in the back. And it fell over. Got it? All right. Now, now, here's what I was confused about, is why we're there three scrapes through the side of my car as if something was trying to claw its way in. (laughs) These people ain't talking to me. These people don't talking to me. (laughs) You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. You're going to catch it in a minute. And and I remember thinking, this doesn't make sense because what I hit doesn't match the damage to my car. (laughs) And in that moment, the Lord said, Satan just attempted to assassinate you. And he said, how do you know it was the devil? Because in de- demonology, you learn that whenever there is a, a taunting of God, they does it in three to represent the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So the reason there were three call marks on the side of your vehicle, even though the side of your vehicle didn't hit anything, it was me telling you how valuable you are. And the devil figured it out, and I need you to figure it out. So that night, I went home. That night, I went home, and I was mad as hell. I don't mean that in a cussing way. I was mad. And I said, oh, no, the devil's going to pay. I said, he's going to pay. I opened my Bible. And the first thing I read, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, son, that's what you are. He says, son, I have sent you. For, I've never even been taught that. I've been in church for years and never been taught that. I said, Lord, what is an apostle? I said, I don't know what that is. He said, son, he says, this is what you are. This is what you're called to do. I said, okay, what is that? He says, this is a sent one. He says, I am sending you, this should be, I tell you, I am sending you, and I have sent you to the earth for a special assignment. This is why you've never been like anybody else. You never fit in. I'm I'm trying to tell my story to help you understand yours. You never fit in with anybody else. You never could be a part of the crowd. You could never be a part of the or the crew. They always accuse you of wanting too much and doing too much and they accuse you of being grand. <laughs> y'all like a, they, they accuse you of, 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 of not doing what everybody else was doing. While right? everybody else was drinking and sexing, you were churching and playing all y'all, y'all, this is my story. Let me tell my story. Where right? everybody else was acting a fool, you were out here doing that. And you sure, I had some foolish days. Everybody did. But guess this. But guess what? But guess what? But that night, I wrote my first message. I wrote my first message. Watch me. I'm writing a message, and at the time, I was just in music ministry. And I don't say just like it's less than because it's not less than. But what, 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 I was in music ministry. I would never been taught to write a message, never been taught how to study to prepare for a message. But that night I wrote my first message. And I wrote my first message. And that night he told me, this is what you are. Watch me. And in the midst of confusion, I wouldn't be a pastor until over 10 plus years after that happened. Y'all ain't talking. But while I was in the midst of Babylon, I was preparing. In the midst of Babylon, I was building. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Open your mouth and say, now I see why. I had to build in Babylon.
0: Whoop.
2: Then God says, son, start this church. And y'all have heard me tell the story. Start the church in Denver. I'm like, in Denver, come on. Can we like do Wheel of Fortune or something? Or like, like, like can I pull the wheel and it pick another city? I said, I love them, and they has been good to me, but I said, God, you know the statistics about this place. I said, and here I am, a black man, and you're telling me to do multicultural and, 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 and reach different people and different ages, but I'm a black man in a city that's 4% black, and nobody handed me anything. Come on. I'm trying to tell my story, but in telling my story, I'm telling yours. God, all these other guys, people hand them stuff. They, they, they're they, giving buildings. They're giving people. They're giving money. I had to get mine out the mud. Oh, but I'm so glad didn't nobody hand you anything because God taught you how to build in Babylon. Say, I learned how to build in Babylon. And his words to me said, son, if you can do it here, you can do it anyway. He said, if you can do it, watch me, if you can do it in what's confusing to you, watch me, wait until I put you in a place where it's not Babylon. And for some of y'all, I need you to hear me. You have done a heck of a job in Babylon. But in your next 12, I need you to say it like old school church shout, I'm coming out of Babylon. I'm coming out. Out of Babylon you have always wondered why has it been harder for you why has it been more difficult for you these other little ratchet girls seeming doing good and you trying to be a good girl and won't nobody do you right these other dudes are acting like suckers and you trying to be a faithful good guy to the point where you said to yourself being a good guy don't work who am I talking to he said Bill What's this next part? I gotta finish. What's this next part? Can I finish? What's this part? Dwell. He said, listen, I need you to stop wanting to run out of it. (laughs) I need you to learn how to dwell in it. He said, he said, the moment, here it is, let me help you. He says, the moment you stop viewing it as a sentence is when I'll let you out. (laughs) The moment you stop viewing it as punishment, and instead, you view it as protection, that's when I'm going to let you out. Dwell in it. Somebody say dwell. Dwell. Then he said plant. He said, and I need you to make it better. Here it is. Here's what I need you to do. As soon as this happens, I'm going to do this. As soon as this happens, I'm going to do this. God says, no, plant now. Uh, Bishop, I don't have as much seeds as I want to sow. You better sow them watermelon seeds so you can get you some avocado seeds. You better sow. Somebody say, I'm planting where I'm at. Uh-uh, y'all ain't talking like I need you to talk. Say, I'm planting where I'm at. What does that mean practically? I am sowing where I'm at. I'm not waiting until this happens. I'm doing it now. And then he said, I need you to eat. He said, I need you to enjoy it. I need you to enjoy it. I need you to enjoy it now. Can I, get, can I go further? Verse 6. I, look, take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they can bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased and not diminished. What's this? He says, I need you to build relationships in your Babylon that, cre- that uh, uh, create mutual increase. That create mutual increase. Somebody say mutual increase. Mutual increase. Say it again. Say mutual increase. Trust me. Here's, here's what a lot of us do. Whenever I get to whatever next is, then I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to be friendly to the people on my new job. God says, be friendly to them suckers on the existing. Build, dwell, plant, eat, and then build you some relationships. He said, listen, connect with people who increase you. He says, and he that, that does not increase you, decreases you. Say, I'm connecting with people. Come on, say that increase me, and I increase them. Verse 7, and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace, you will have peace. He says, seek shalom for you and seek shalom around you. He said, watch watch me. He said, stop cursing your current condition. That's rough right there. He he said, I need you to seek for the peace. And for them, it was the city. It was Babylon. For some of you, it's the city because you feel like the city you're in is Babylon. For some of you, like God, this city, when shall thou lettest me goeth? I'm ready. I've been ready. Got the car packed up, ready to go. With. For some of you, it's a stage of your life. Like, I can't wait until I get out of my 20s. God says, you better enjoy them. So that way, when you come into your 30s, you won't have no debt. Come on. Y'all are not talking. Say, I seek shalom for myself and around me. And I'm getting ready to close. Here we go. Verse 8. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel. Do not now stop this. God says, I'm the God that fights for you, but I'm leaving you in Babylon for a while. So if you fight to get out, you're fighting me. Did you hear me? If you fight, resistance is futile because I ordered this. That's thank you to me. Stank you like a good stank. But thus said the Lord of hosts, uh, uh, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets, watch me, please listen, and your diviners or are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your dreams which, call, which you caused to be dreamed. He says, you have dreams that manifest what you want to have happen, and then you want to say the Lord said. He said, quit lying to yourself. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. <laughs> Come on here, Bible. Watch me. Verse 9. For they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. Watch me. You're not ready for your future until you're 70 in your present. Where are you getting 70, from? This is so random. Because God says you'll have to spend 70 years in Babylon. Well, 70 wasn't about 70 literal years for you and I. Come on, please be a good class. Seven is the biblical number. of completion so god says when you stop complaining about where you at you ready for next when you stop complaining about what you am you ready for next and i think there are some of us in this building online that yesterday was our last day complaining about i'm not complaining about what's confusing i'm not complaining about my babylon baby i'm about to turn 70. i'm about to turn 70. i'm about to turn complete lay your hands on yourself and say you are complete said, I'm going to leave y'all there for 70 years until I complete something in you.
0: Hmm.
2: He said, I ordered you into Babylon in your present. I ordered it, so stop rebuking it. You can't rebuke God. He said, I ordered it, and I ordered it to prepare you for your future. Because you're going to learn to honor principles, to honor the man of God God said over you to honor proper priorities and to honor preparation. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. Somebody say, Lord, I've learned. And then these last few verses preach themselves. Are you all ready? For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed. See, he doubled it. You missed it. 70 is completion on its own. So it's called a law of witness. Whenever it's mentioned twice, that means pay close attention to it. After 70 years are completed. He says, I'm not letting you out until you're ready this time. Because you ain't going to be like your cousin thems and fail. You ain't going to be undercooked. You're going to be so ready that when you sit in the seat, you're going to know exactly what to do. boom, 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 boom. I will visit you and perform my good word toward you. And cause you to return to this place. What's this place referring to? Jerusalem for them. What's it referring to? Shalom for us. He said, there's some confusion now, I know. He says, but even the confusion is part of your temporary situation. He says, I'm going to cause you to return to this place. Please, here it is. It's about to go up. You ready? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord. Y'all know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You just didn't know how they got there. They got there after he sent them to Babylon. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Come on. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a shouted future and a hope. God says your future looks better because of how you handled your present. Verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. In other words, he says there's some stuff I'm not listening to right now. Because you're praying complaints. You're praying to get out. And I already told you I'll let you out when you're complete. So you asking me, I can't stand when I told somebody something they come ask me something that I've already made clear. If I said, hey, don't come over here and ask me about no C. I said A, hey. and when I said A, hey, that's what I meant. I got to move on. Y'all ain't going to send into to me. Some of you parents, it's the same way. Your kids come to you, and you're like, listen, we're going to go get ice cream on Friday at 3 after school, and they come to you on Tuesday. Mom, can we get ice cream? Boy, didn't I not, did, I, <laughs> did I not speak unto thee <laughs> and tell you? Watch me. God says, I've not been listening to some of what you've been saying, because you, everything you're saying is trying to get you out, and you're not complete. Your prayer is wrong. Your prayer should be complete me in confusion. Complete me in confusion. Complete me in the midst of confusion. Open your mouth and say, Lord, complete me in the midst of confusion. Come on, say it again. Complete me in the midst of confusion. I got to go. But watch. Look at verse 12. Uh, look at verse 13, rather. And you will seek me and find me. You will search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you back from your captivity. I'll gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you. Stop. He said, you feel fragmented. You feel like parts of you over here? Parts you over there? Parts you over there? Am I talking to anybody? Parts you over there? Parties over here? That's why the psalmist said, restore my soul. My mind, thoughts, with emotions. Because I just... There's pieces of me that are all over the place, which is why it takes you a long time to make simple decisions, because you don't have all of you with you. He <laughs> <laughs> said, Bishop, why you stab the mic like that? Because when preachers, when preachers called me, I talked to a preacher the other day from Alabama. He said, Bishop, I can imagine you right now as we're talking that you just stabbed the mic when you said that. I said, it's not really a stab. It was more of a thrust, but okay, we'll take it. Watch, watch. Watch, 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 watch. Say, say he's bringing me together. together. Come on, uh, 915, say, he's bringing me together. together. Watch me, watch watch me, watch me. And I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. Stop. He says, I'm taking you back to the future. He just said after confusion I'm taking you back to Shalom there were some areas where it was good but I sent you to Babylon to complete you and as I got you there to complete you when I take you out of Babylon you're going back I need you to open your mouth say it's coming full circle for me <laughs> say I'll understand why it had to happen i'll understand why it had to go down like that i gotta stop everybody on your feet in this building online today if you need to become a christian or recommit yourself to the lord or be sure wherever you're at in this building or online today i need you to make that decision say i'll make that decision god loves you he's not mad at you You need to become a christian recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure on three online do the hand wave emoji or say it's me one two three if that's you need to become a christian recommit yourself to the lord or be sure wave that hand I see you, I see you. Come on, church, to celebrate those hands. I got to move fast. Online, do that hand emoji. I got digital ambassadors waiting on you. Everybody say this. We say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief, because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. I need you to take out your phone, text the word decision to 877-552-4746 If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to God,
1: did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to five five four nine eight to let us know about your decision, and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you, and congratulations! The rest of your life will be the best of your life.